0: It's hard for me sometimes when uh, I'm cooking on the Netflix show or just in general doing content to not utilize all the stuff that the Momofuku Lab has in production or coming out soon. And it's been hard. I got him in. There's, there's something that has been really difficult that I can't use. And I actually had to ask Chris Ying and I thought maybe if Chris Ying in an official capacity could ask the team at Momofuku if I could utilize a new product, maybe they would let me use it. And the answer was no. <laughs> so, cause I've been using a lot of it. It's great. But if you've been watching the show, you might have seen this two bottles that we've used in a couple episodes, not too much, but it's been there. I used it for the, The fried chicken sauce for the first course for Seth Rogen and Ike And I used it for some, we used it for some of the French fry dipping that may or may not made it to the the camera angles um, for Nick Kroll and John Mulaney episode three. So you might've seen this sweet and spicy Korean barbecue sauce. We can neither confirm nor deny their existence. But you can find other great Momofuku products at Whole Foods, Target, Kroger, and other fine retailers. Our online stores open 24-7 with a full selection at shop.momofuku.com. And if you sign up for Discord, you can find a link there in the hashtag from our friends channel to get a link for 10% off your total purchase. So check it out, and you may see some more Easter eggs about products that may or may not come to your pantry one day soon. Also, just (laughs) this just in. Literally, we just recorded one episode where we didn't know this was going to be our last episode. Um, And I'm reading this right now. We have just been renewed for 10 more episodes. Uh, It I'm just reading the email. Uh, Hey, Dinner Time Live has been renewed for 10 more episodes. So if you missed the first episode, shame on you. You can miss the second episode. You can miss all six episodes. But we got ten more episodes to ruin your algorithm, <laughs> and um, and maybe there's going to be more. Maybe there's going to be more. But if there isn't, we had a good run, and it was nice knowing you guys.
1: <laughs> it's true, but this is great. Ten more episodes.
0: Ten more weeks of my life being ruined. <laughs> It is true. It's, it's taking
1: over my goddamn life. It is like it's like the it's like if they played the like a full NBA season. They're like, hey, let's play. I know that was exhausting. Let's do it one and a half more times
0: right now. <laughs> so insane. But we're very happy. We're very very happy. Thank you, Netflix. Thank you, Uncle Ted Serranos. Thank you, Brandon, Reg, Sahara, everybody, uh, Jackson, Wacky Sauce appreciate it. Most importantly, thank you to you guys watching. Um, and it would mean a lot to us if you're a fan of the show, this podcast, again, same with this podcast. If you like this podcast, go tell everybody, you know, but definitely for this Netflix show, if you know that people might like it, do please tell everybody, you know, post about it. Um, it's new and it's live. So it's still new for Netflix in terms of promotion and, and, and all these things. and, as much as I'm complaining about it, I'm complaining about it because I'm pouring everything I have into this fucking show and uh, we're grateful for it and we're grateful for your support, but uh, tell everybody you know so we can burn more things on live TV. <laughs> exactly. Let's get on to the show. Oh, also, because we're polyamorous, polystreamorous, all episodes of Christian Tape Dine Out are available on Hulu to stream. Ooh. You can you can swing. If you ever want to know what it's like to be a swinger,
1: Hey, by the you way, if you have two TVs or your two devices, yeah. you can find out what it's like to stream both these at the same time. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing was said in a, in a horrible way there. It's only your mind that went there. <laughs> but uh, if I was just saying... Like you If you've ever wanted to know what it's like to swing, you don't have to put a upside down pineapple at your door. <laughs> you know, you don't have to put some pink flamingos on your lawn just- to let everyone know that you swing. <laughs> just
1: watch both of our shows the same. Just time.
0: watch both of our shows. It doesn't have to be at the same time, you know. But after you finish one show, you can just flip channels and go over to hulu or if you finish watching chrissy and dave down on hulu you can watch it on netflix or better yet you can leave all your channels and all your devices on watching all of our shows all the time and it going to be this streaming orgy <laughs> let's get on to the show Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Domo Media. Thank you, Alatingo, as always. And we have just skirted all FCC rules, violations, and human resource protocol for the Spotify, Ringer, and Major Domo Media by talking about being polyamorous streamers. <laughs> we did it. We were able to talk about. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <sighs> This is legitimately crying. Dying. Holy shit! Because I gotta say, that was pretty fucking funny. Um, but but fellas, we have ten more episodes that have been confirmed for Dinner Time Live. Um,
1: yeah, I'm scared. We've just renewed our vows with with DTL. What uh, what are you, what are you looking to accomplish in this? I had my fingers crossed. <laughs> What do you? What do we? What are we hoping to accomplish with ten more
0: Peabody Award?
1: <laughs> going straight for the Peabody. <laughs> we're going for one of those Peagots. <laughs> Some hard hitting journalism happening.
0: i I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that in forty years, when we're long gone and dead, that somebody will make a. A a a uh David and Chris series like Julia and Julia. <laughs> Just these
1: ground these pioneering groundbreaking journalists.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: The modern day Woodward be pinna- and
0: Bernstein over here. The pinnacle of live TV. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I want. No, but truthfully, I have no idea what we're going to do. I have no idea what kind of guests we're going to have. Um, utilize our rolodex. <laughs> I don't know who else I can
1: ask. I mean, it, we we have the fierce. I mean, you said it. You said it recently. It feels like every episode of the show feels like you're opening a new restaurant in our kitchen, and like I, I mean. Doing that ten more times, twenty more times, hundred and fifty more times, you know. Take it easy. I'm ten. <laughs> I'm, <good. laughs> I'm just saying.
0: I want to keep it. I mean, difficult, but. somebody, somebody, somebody from our team mentioned like thirty episodes. I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? what? <laughs> you know, I have other things to do. I know, I know, I know. It has been. We're all like opening and- up. We're like opening up restaurants and stuff. I got to put on restaurant opening a hat again. I, uh, we got cookbooks to write. We got LG TV channel content to make podcasts to make <laughs> <laughs> a fledgling YouTube channel. Yeah, we got a lot.
1: I know. I know. We have a lot to accomplish, but it feels good to be in the game.
0: I mean, Netflix happens to satisfy us the most <laughs> right now. But okay. well, we still want we, we still want to dabble.
1: What else <laughs> is out there? So some wild oats.
0: But um I don't know again, I I'm honored, I'm happy, I'm scared, I'm terrified. I just want us to get better at this. I want it to be less brain damage each week. I want it to be fun, more importantly, um I want people to learn cooking. I want it to be entertaining for the guests that are there and for the audience watching. Overall, uh, we need to actually improve it to the point where we can win a Peabody Award. <laughs> you know, that's like to this ridiculous level.
1: Yeah. Just this is I, I'm being, processing. This is the first you mentioned a Peabody, so I guess yeah. I got to wrap my or on.
0: or that's- or we're being honored at the you know uh, um, Kennedy Center, uh, Kennedy Center, yeah. <laughs> And we're getting our awards, like the ending in uh, Star Trek, I'm mean, Star Wars, you know, after the <laughs> <laughs> after they successfully blew up the Death Star. Sure, man. Aim high.
1: <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean for now, my my short term goal. We should talk about this. We uh, we blew our we blew through our TV fourteen rating on the Seth and
0: Ike episode. We really Yeah, especially when Seth goes, I'm gonna fuck that caviar. <laughs> yeah,
1: we kind of yeah. fucked it up, but I think we need to not just open the floodgates. I think we gotta what do you feel, Dave? I feel like we gotta try to get back on track with the with the no swearing. Specifically, I had friends text me to say, hey, I know this Seth and Ike episode might get a little blue. Should I can I watch it with my kids? And I had to say no. <laughs> like if you don't swear in front of your kids, you don't want them hearing curse words you can't.
0: Yeah, I I listen. It got a little unhinged. We'll just go back to saying sh- shit cock.
1: <laughs> all the other, all the other okay. words that
0: are allowed, but not fuck. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think we get yeah. back to that. I mean, have you have your kids watched it?
0: No. Yeah. The kids don't care. Cause, you know. I'm not. I'm not, uh, you know, Dashi from Aquanauts. They don't care. <laughs> it is true. I'm not Captain Barnacle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're, we're we're back for 10 more episodes. And uh, I was doing a math. That's like four months almost mm-hmm. of my life mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> it's so much more time. It's so much more
1: time. It's gonna take us straight to July. I mean, we're getting like pretty it's, much it's taking we're, we're going <laughs> through multiple seasons of the year now.
0: <laughs> I mean, after last week's menu, I don't know how I can pull it off. This is, this is like every a, week I gotta sometimes I think can I just do like a sandwich? And you know?
1: Yeah. This is But longer. now
0: I I I set the bar too high.
1: This is uh This is going to be longer than an NFL season. And dare I say, more physically taxing.
0: (laughs) It was a real conundrum. Do I just start off low with just normal things? And yes, we're cooking with normal things. The last episode was Seth being the exception to the rule, but. (sighs) I think what I have to do is figure out how to get help. Hmm. I think one thing that's going to change. I think over the next 10 episodes, I'm not sure when. But I need to find somebody to help culinarily. Um, So if you're listening, we would probably be looking to interview and hire like a, I don't even know what the title would be. You know? Culinary. Basically like a sous chef.
1: Yeah. It's not a culinary producer because that's a job that exists in this Hollywood Because they're going to have to work. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You got to do some real work You know, I mean, the, thankf- you know we do have people that can clean. Uh, we all clean, but like wash dishes. So it's, for the first couple of months, that was really hard because we had to wash everything. We still wash a lot, mm-hmm. but it was really hard. I need somebody that can help make menus, can talk over ideas, then can test things out, maybe execute it. The hard part is intentionally we didn't do that. Uh, I don't know how I could do that. Not that I can't work well with others. I do like working well with others. Um, right now, in all seriousness, I I sort of have to do it and go through the pain of trying to figure out what we're going to do, and and then do all the mise en place myself, even if it's poorly done, um, because I can talk about it in a way like that. I that I have some kind of ownership. A lot of the ways that people might cook on a TV show or even at restaurants where you're just walking into a setup when everything's set up for you and the mise en place is done. I just don't know if I have that ability to just like connect with that immediately because I'm a bad actor. So I don't know if we ever will. But I do know that maybe getting someone to help out or a pastry chef would be nice because I don't want to make desserts anymore. It's true,
1: yeah. That would be helpful, but I, it's it's not as easy as that sounds, right? I mean, to your point, it's like I don't think you like to act, and you don't like you. You want to have full command of what you are serving from, not just like I made this, but like I saw this from the beginning till till now, and not like I walk. When like, the
0: hardest part is, we're feeding for two, sometimes maybe three people, and it seems like it's nothing. And in a lot of ways, it's a dream, right? It's a dream. It's I joke, it's the hardest reservation to get in America. All right? You can't ask for a table. It's invitation only, and it's for two to three people. And it just happens to be on live TV. But the reality is, if I had the op- you talk to a lot of chefs, and they say, what is their dream? I want to have a restaurant that's open two to three days a week. Yep. I have that. And that's the way I look at it, which is why I sort of have to like try to make everything because it's for two people. It's not enough to outsource. But the difficulty is, if we were making the same menu from episode one with Young and Rashida Jones, where they were having the the the, the ribolita into the salad with the warm chicken vinaigrette into the gnocchi, Parisian gnocchi into the the, the the spatchcock chicken cooked in the Dutch baby. If I did that for the past five weeks, I'd be able to do it with my eyes closed. Hmm. And you would see iterations and variations on that, right? On the chicken and the sauce. and It would be all kinds of things. No doubt that the bones would stay the same, but it would, it would have evolved quite a bit having to change the menu each week doesn't allow me to have that repetition so the difference is is when i make a dish you know for the first time i i don't have any rhythm so it makes it really difficult so that's that's the daunting task really and on paper it seems like it's easy in execution it's really not even though it's for two people um and i got my biggest fear really is even though the live component is a huge, huge fear, massive, it's what the hell I'm going to make week after week, because you know, just yesterday, you know, Chris and I for episode six were talking about what the hell we're going to make for episode six, and then I just had to go and do it, and that's I've because of the way it's done, I only have one day to test to to to, to practice. And in a restaurant, you have hundreds of practice sessions, you know, it's just not the same. Anyway, we're grateful, 10 episodes. And if anyone has an idea how to make it easier, I'm all all ears. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to do a dad's, an Ask Dave, and then a quick Moif. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new pure leaf blackberry iced tea that we have here at the Spotify studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a berry delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new pure leaf blackberry iced tea. Visit amazon.com pure leaf and enter 20 pure leaf. That's 20 pure leaf for 20% off your purchase of new pure leaf blackberry
1: iced tea apple card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card you earn up to three percent daily cash on every purchase every day that's three percent on your favorite products at apple two percent on all other apple card with apple pay purchases and one percent on anything you buy with your titanium apple card or virtual card number visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn apple card issued by goldman sachs bank usa salt lake city branch subject to credit approval terms apply all right, what do we got
2: here? So Chris kind of went over this a little bit. You guys said that the kids don't watch the show, but dads, what's the cursing policy in the house? If they haven't broken the seal yet, do you have a policy or a rule for the first time they do?
0: I'm pretty sure most kids curse without even realizing they curse by putting words together. Sometimes it's like, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. Gus is trying to say food and he says, fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. You take those instances out, I curse a lot, clearly. I I really try not to curse in front of my kids, but there are times when you might be driving or something happens and you forget and it comes out. My oldest son now knows you shouldn't say that. He he is the disciplinarian. He goes, Dad, you shouldn't say that. I said, say what? He's like, you know what you said. Sometimes you know what you said, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> so. I uh
1: I'm very good about not cursing at home, and I've always been. Hey, like since I was a kid. Like I at the playground, when I was third, fourth grade on, I was just fucking and shitting all over the place. Not literally fucking and shitting all over the place. I was saying fucking shit all over the place. Shit. Uh but I would get home and never never swear in front of my parents and I don't really want to, I I mean I I don't have super strong feeling but I've never envisioned a world in which like my kids and I even when they're adults just swear all over the house like that's not really our style um so I've been pretty good about that the thing that weirds me out or bugs me or or is a conundrum is I I swear so much in front of all of my adult friends that they assume that i swear in front of my kids so our guy ira who does all our digital video here at the studio will come over and just be swearing in front of me and the kids and i have to be like can you shut the fuck up and stop swearing in front of my kids like we don't do that man like what's wrong with you like what's wrong with you and maybe i don't want to go there but maybe it's a race thing maybe he thinks it's cool but it's not it ain't cool ira stop swearing in front of my kids you fucking motherfucker <laughs> you fucking motherfucker <laughs> the only the only other thing my kids Dude. do <laughs> you piece of shit i'm a fucking asshole my kids invent they they know they're not supposed to say certain potty words so keith just creates his own that are technically not banned so he just calls his he just talks about his Tucci all the time and Tucci is like catch-all word for like any any genitalia or butt so he's just like Shake my toochie. I can't be like, don't say toochie. That's a bad word. So that's the it's a no cursing policy for us.
0: That's good, dads. Let's take a break. All right, what do we got here, you know? All
2: right, we've got an Ask Dave that actually doubles into a top five. All right, it's time for an Ask Dave. Remember, you can always send us your questions to Ask Dave at MajordomoMedia.com or our Discord users can just tag at, you know, with questions and I'll be sure to read them for a chance to be featured on the show. All right. Hi, Dave. Top five question for you guys. If you had a magical tap in your house that could dispense five liquids at the perfect consistency and temperature, what would you pick? You can do beverages, broth, sauce, anything. Only rule is no chunks or solids. This also assumes all food safety stuff is taken care of. Like you could pick Hollandaise with no issue. Very interested to hear what y'all would pick. Love the show. Adam S. I'm also going to, guys, add a condition here no Momofuku goods. Comment to your
0: athletic brewing. Sorry for killing me. Party. Fuck your fuck your shit, man. <laughs> Tell me that. It's my fucking podcast, Motherfucker. <laughs> Say whatever the fuck I want, Tell me what the fuck to do.
1: Just all. It's just five varieties of i
0: I'll, I'll, here, yeah, I'll show you what you can fucking put on tap, motherfucker. <laughs> five things. Five magical. T- All right.
1: I'm going to go. I think I, let's, let's try this. Five of any. It doesn't have to be culinary. Just anything. Just anything. Some liquid. Okay. The first tap would just dispense molten gold. Just money. Basically. That's my first tap. Uh, As- Asahi Japanese beer in the second one. Dashi in the third one like a Dovisa Chablis in the fourth one some white burgundy straight out of the tap I don't need five taps the fifth one would just be like a just duck fat KY jelly or a milkshake (laughs) (laughs) something I don't know I don't need a fifth one man just yeah just lube the fifth one is just lube (laughs) fucking gross dude (laughs) Don't, don't accidentally pour the fifth one into your wine glass. <laughs> I mean, if I got one tap that dispenses molten gold, I don't need a fucking two through five. It's got to be edible. Oh, it's got to be edible. it got to be edible. Uh, yeah. Fine. Okay. I'll get rid of my molten gold one. And then I'll just replace it with a milkshake. An edible loop. Right,
0: <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? I don't know, man. It, I don't know. Uh, at the top of my head, this is what I wrote down. Number one is a pint of uh, something that pours a perfect pint of Guinness. Oh, nice. I also put Dashi as well. Number three, because uh, what's this guy's name? Adam. Adam S. Adam S., go fuck yourself. <laughs> the third one I choose is Athletic Light. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, motherfucker, what I can do. That was me, though, Dave.
2: I was the one who said no no plugs. So, yeah.
0: No. Adam told you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much juice Adam has.
1: <laughs> All right. Dashi Athletic Light, Guinness. Got two more. I like this question, actually.
0: I want to choose um, varietals of Ravano. Mm. Right, I can choose which which year I want on that. Just turn the turn the and, knob. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And the last one, it's gonna it's gonna be keeping it real for you folks. Keep it real for you, Adam. Hazelnut creamer for your car. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Damn
1: it. laughs> If it comes out of the tap. It's not just for your coffee. You can put that on any shit, man. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Anything you want: pancakes, <laughs> cereal, just a bowl of cereal with hazelnut creamer, man. Anything. That shit's versatile. He's Hazel, like hazelnut creamer. It's <laughs> so good. I I mean, no lie, man. I love it. I love a sweet coffee.
0: All right,
3: taking a break. Let's come back with uh, Moy. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at atlassiancom dot com A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian.com. What do we got here,
2: you know? All right, guys. It's been a while since we had a MOIF. All right, it's time for My Opinion is Fact, a PTI-like segment where Dave and Chris dish on a variety of topics. Whoa, 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 PTI-like segment. That's what's uh, I think I wrote that PTI
0: about. is a moif more like, like segment. A
2: MOIF. <laughs> yeah, excuse Thank you. you. Yes,
1: PTI <laughs> is a MOIF-like segment. This motherfucker here. <laughs> The only thing we want to be compared to is the Socratic method. That's the last time there was an innovation yeah. like this. <laughs> I will like update second.
2: the uh, presegment Get out of here, man. <laughs> Accordingly, okay. All right, let's kick it off with the overrated, underrated. Okay, overrated, underrated lasagna.
0: Properly rated.
1: Mm. It's. I was going to say, what? What is? What do you? How do you characterize the rating of lasagna currently? You know. I think highly it's, rated you know genu- generally beloved a very highly ranked dish yeah and i you know, think appropriately say so, lasagna lasagna's great okay
0: i will say that the one that i don't like is when people say lasagna and they think that it has ricotta cheese or you know ground beef you know ain't nothing wrong with that don't call that lasagna that's like saying you know americans play you know <laughs> Soccer, like Real Madrid, you know, it's just it's two different sports here. You know, <laughs> what is, what
1: the proper one to you is the Bolognese bechamel.
0: Bolognese, yeah, agree. Just like my nona used to make. Just like my nona used to make exactly. <laughs> but honestly, lasagna, when it's done well, it's great. And even Stouffer's lasagna, which is the ricotta style, is delicious. Like all lasagna is really good with the exception of the vegetarian ones, but you know, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Lasagna is delightful. And the lasagna is is, is in our house. uh, One of the few secret weapons that still works. The kids will still eat it and you can still sneak stuff in there. So next one is, well,
2: it's March soon. So college basketball overrated, underrated. Why does it it exist?
1: I find it so incredibly overrated. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't watch college basketball.
0: I hate, I, I hate it so much. I, I don't like it. I used to love it. You know, college basketball used to be a huge pillar of my life. Georgetown basketball, you know, even when players started going straight from high school, it never really changed, you know, my love of college basketball. NCAA tournament, March Madness was just, life didn't get better than that in a lot of ways. Right. I loved it. And over the years, it just stopped. I think the NBA and the fact that the NIL, not that I'm against students making money. I want students to make money, but I think the ability to have no allegiance and to transfer whenever you want, should you, it's not necessarily compelling. You know, it's hard to root for teams and the best players never stay after one year, you know? And and it, when you do see a senior that's like all American, you're like, yeah, won't even get drafted in round two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it takes away a lot of the love of the sport for me. Uh, it's hard to root for. Um, you know, I, I think peak for me, just to date myself, was Randolph Childress and and uh, Tim Duncan in the their. His last NCAA tournament, that was just like unbelievable. Wake Forest, you know, ACC, there's not even ACC and there's not even a big East anymore. So all in hard for me to, to really wrap my head around college basketball. I think women's basketball is a whole nother story. I think you're not having the transient nature. And I think in a lot of ways, women's basketball is way more compelling, Right. Angel Reese is still on LSU. Kaitlin Clark is still on Iowa. And there's a bunch of other players like Paige Buchers is still coming back to UConn, right? So I know this because I read more about sports than watch these days. But at the end of the day, these are players that have been around for four years plus. So it's nice to be able to have that continuity. So I, uh, I'm women's College basketball underrated. Men's College of basketball eliminate. <laughs>
1: I yeah, I I I uh I second all of that. I mean I think betting on college basketball is still fun, but that's probably it. I don't I don't like watching it. I don't like following it. Maybe because Cal's so bad, but
0: terrible. You know was totally overrated is USC men's college basketball. Oh my team. god,
1: Brownie this so, oh <laughs> and Brownie that basket. Brownie made a basket. Yeah. Made a basket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have Juju Watkins on our women's team and uh our, our our women's team is pretty fucking good this year. So, shout out to USC Juju Watkins.
0: We were not talking about that. We we clearly stated that we're pro women's college basketball. Yeah. We're talking about men's. Brody, this. Oh.
2: I, I will say this: I have been forced not to care about men's college basketball this year. It's been rough. So, uh, yeah, but uh, we love you, Bronny. Bronny, get better soon. Funny. At basketball, please.
0: You know, it's like uh, go go where you peak in your career, like Evan Mobley. (laughs) Moving on. All right, so food (laughs) stuff.
1: Moving on.
0: You guys, you guys hurt. Aren't you a little? You got to be a little disappointed with Mobley. It hurts me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: (laughs) More than a little bit.
0: You know what should disappoint you more than anything about USC college basketball is that um, Harold minor actually never became even remotely mediocre good baby
2: Jordan. Remember he was that was like our best player for a little while until DeMar DeRozan, you know, like, and the best basketball player in USC history is actually Reggie's sister, Cheryl Miller. Like, yeah
0: she's like well, the greatest of all time like we're still talking about but like Harold Harold minor dude Harold <laughs> like our best player really try to deflect even that better, <laughs> just, i, you, I, you I really be, just want to move things over you, to the even uh, better yet how could you you know you could produce your last greatest miss as oj mayo what a good Oh well, yeah oj mayo <laughs> oj mayo two, two things well, that like that. how don't many, don't many people are well you gonna you, oj mayo one of the if for if we haven't lost you guys already we're about to let's just look at oj mayo drafted 2008 and he was drafted ahead of oh, oh geez that's tough oj mayo drafted ahead of russell kevin love danilo the lopez brothers i there's a lot of players that you guys drafted yeah oj mayo his game is exactly like how you would think that those food combinations would go together. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Nice. Disgusting.
0: Right? Anyway, let's go.
2: Let's move on with the Moif. Uh, <laughs> food styling. Over and this is you guys are doing a live show,
1: so like overrated or
2: underrated food styling.
1: I have friends that are food stylists.
0: Yeah, I think we need them.
1: I don't. I, I'm going to say dramatically underrated food styling. I think if you're somebody who watches food on social media and you think you like certain things, you like. Whatever, what you really like is food styling. (laughs) If you look at, if you love, if you like follow all food media and you think you like certain foods, really what you like is food styling. And I think like food styling, we don't, I mean, I think it's, it might be surprising because we don't like to use it. Dave is the anti food styling, but I think as far as rating things, people don't rate food styling highly because they don't realize that everything they're consuming food wise is styled and manipulated and sprayed with glue. So I think it's
0: underrated. I think it's underrated one. Underrated when done well. I think overrated in the fact that everyone's a food stylist and they don't know jack shit. <laughs> it's pretty true. good. All right. Breakfast burritos, overrated, underrated. Uh, I'm going to say underrated, but it's not something I can eat. I used to be able to eat like two breakfast burritos when younger to soak up all the alcohol that my liver didn't process. <laughs> and now it's, it's, uh, it's putting me into uh, like a deep sleep. Like I'm getting ready for like a uh, interspace travel, you know, <laughs> so, like, I'm out.
1: ready for the long sleep, the seven year <laughs> yeah. sleep to get to Mars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This will carry you over for the charity, Mr. J. That's really funny. I'm going to go out on a But you think they're underrated still,
0: you said. Well, here's the deal. (laughs) A good breakfast burrito. Underrated. And a lot of the places that people say are great are not actually the good ones. Just FYI. There's a lot of places that sell breakfast burritos, and it's not a, it's not good. So it's, what I would say is hard to find an actually good breakfast burrito. And when you do, it's pretty special. I'm going to say this, you
1: know. This, is, this might seem hypocritical, but I'm going to try to talk my way through this. As somebody who's eaten an incredible amount of breakfast burritos, I think they are overrated. I just ate one this morning and did not enjoy it. And my, one of my favorite foods in the entire world is machaca. Have you had machaca? It's like dried, shredded beef that, that, um, you know, it's Spanish, I think in origin, but it is, is popular in, in, Mexico, cooked with eggs and, and jalapeno peppers and onions. And that is, is like a super standard breakfast food. I grew up eating it at, um, Mexican restaurants in Southern California. And that is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things in the entire world. So I, I, I eat that all the time. In burrito form. But I think the breakfast burrito that is the standard American breakfast burrito is not good. And I think it's, I don't think that it, I think I I'll eat with chorizo and potato and I will, an egg and that kind of thing. I don't like a breakfast burrito. And I'm admitting this to myself that it's like bacon or American sausage or whatever it is. Like I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it with red bliss potatoes in there. I don't like any of it.
0: The key the key to a breakfast burger, in my opinion, and this is the only time I actually even endorse this potato product, is you can't do it with a breakfast hash brown. You got to do it with tater tot. That's the only way. And, and not only that, the tater tots, you're not serving them in tater tot form. On the griddle, you're chopping the shit out of it. So it's more like a crumble. And in that crumble, you need to be putting a brunoise of jalapenos. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. You laugh, but the burrada of jalapeno is important mm-hmm. because it needs to disperse in that you know the mess that 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 is there, right? So you also need to take those tater tots to the to the brink of being cold. You know, it's like yeah, right yeah. before it's got to be so crunchy. The issue with most breakfast burritos is besides the 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 there's just it's just too homogenized. It's like you know, I, being you know, going to going to school in Connecticut. It's, like, it's just too much the same thing. I think. Uh, tell me if you
1: agree with this, Dave. I think the amount of egg that goes into a breakfast burrito should be just enough to hold the stuff together.
0: It's just an, it's just you know how you, you know my golf instructor used to always tell me when you hold a golf club, it's like you're holding a baby's hand, <laughs> right? Just enough. That's right. Just right? enough. And the egg is just enough to hold the, to literally be like this. The, the it, It's got to find the, it's like, be like Bruce Lee says, like water, oh, right? Mm-hmm. You got, it's, it's got to find the holes and the crevices between the, the crevasses.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. I don't want a right? fucking log of scrambled egg. That's the last thing I want to no.
0: eat. I don't no. want to eat that. It's, it's, it's gotta just. Just weave its way in like water, beautiful throughout the caverns of a breakfast burrito. Just a ribbon and in of between. Egg. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. That. Hard to do, but when you assemble it together, like a real old master that makes breakfast burritos knows about how to like fold in that egg when you wrap it all together. It's just as like a, it's a it's a underrated burrito makers that are bre- breakfast burrito is the hardest form of burrito making in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I agree. And I think they try to make them big and bulky and fill them out with egg. I don't want that. Make me two small ones. I'll eat two small ones.
0: <laughs> That's the way you it. need a lot, a lot of texture. It's gotta be a lot of texture. And also like, I'm not a fan of bacon in my breakfast burrito. 100%. Wow, It's gotta be sausage and it doesn't, have, it could be a link sausage. It could be broken sausage, whatever, but bacon doesn't chew well right? When you take it out of it. And yeah, you could chop it up. That's fine. But very few people are going to chop it up. Usually you'll find breakfast burritos with a whole like two or three just, you know, strips of bacon in there. That doesn't work, right? Um, I think it's all about textural contrast. You want to take that texture to the, like, again, crunch as bit possible because once you do wrap it up, that moisture starts to like, it's a war, right?
1: Mm -hmm. I'm hundred percent. I think no bacon. I would. I, spent, I, I might I, even I, take I, ham. I, over
0: I, I spent a lot. Of, no, no.
1: I would no. take little.
3: It's I would sausage. take ham
1: over bacon, but sausage overall.
0: Sausage is the one filler to rule them all. <laughs> all right. I would also but the the spices. The spice is important. I was just going to say, And don't I, give me any pico de gallo bullshit. No, pico de know, gallo. it's like the the only thing that you can put on there is like Cholua hot sauce or something like that yeah. or Momofuku Chili Crunch. You like that, Adam S.? <laughs> I, I can't,
1: just just be very clear. Adam S. did not ban any sort of uh, uh, plugs of the show. I think that 95% of, of American-style breakfast burritos could be spicier. Maybe
0: 98%. And don't don't go to a place that puts pickled jalapenos in. It's got to be a fresh jalapeno. Mm-hmm. Man, when I say brunoise, it's fucking brunoise. Mm. In
1: my in my beloved machaca burrito, it is tons of jalapeno, but it is in 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 strips, and I like that as well. But lots of
0: jalapeno, and the cheese also has to get crunchy. Hmm. Hmm. Do on you do you you know on the griddle? Do you? I don't think you know. I don't think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't think you can handle. it.
1: A little Frico. A little Frico in my burrito.
2: (laughs) Or underrated move. A what? A bang bang. It's when you go to one restaurant, you go to another one.
1: I think think referring to the act of going to two different restaurants as a bang bang or any sort of name is overrated. (laughs) That is just. (laughs) Am I hungry still? Did I spend a lot of money on this menu and I'm still a little hungry and I need to eat some more food?
0: That's just life. That's just life. No, here's the deal. I'll tell you, there's a, there's a place where I live where I pick up my prescriptions because I take so many goddamn prescriptions, right? In it, there is a, a sushi thing that's not like a crappy sushi thing. That's where all the younger kids go. And next to it is a habit grow. And next to it is a local pizzeria that is just okay, right? Average. But they sell slices of pizza next to all this other stuff. There's also a Chipotle that I've never been to, but within that, I will either if I go to get like some onigiri or some like spicy tuna rolls, I know that order is going to be out of fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Usually very busy. I will order then on uh, then. Sometimes I'll use the uh, Habit Burger app or don't laugh, dude. That's why I don't come up with stupid fucking names like Bang Bang. This is how you fucking live your life, man. <laughs> this is a bing bong. When you live this life, yeah. Uh, when you choose this life, you you do it as best you can, you know. This is called efficiency. I don't think efficiency. I'm ready to commit to Habit Burger app. That's like another level of like... What does that take
1: shit? to download oh, oh, the <laughs> app?
0: It's <laughs> not like a Habit Burger app. It's like going to DoorDash or Postmates and just uh, pre-ordering and okay. pick up, right? <laughs> Or I'll go there and I'll order it. And you know what? I've been eating quite a bit that I've been enjoying is the Santa Barbara char on lettuce, animal style. I mean, just on. A, what's the Santa Barbara style. char? It's just two burgers with like bacon and guacamole, I think. I think. I don't even know what's Wait, in like it. Like protein style with like just lettuce. Protein style. But there, I would say outside of Jersey Mike's, which I haven't had in a while. Um, um, Jersey Mike's, no, no, what's the other one that everyone, what's the sub shop that everyone loves? Jimmy John's? Um, Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's lettuce stuff is awesome, right? Their lettuce wrap stuff is very good, their protein style. But the habit, I gotta say, habit protein style, interesting. It's, it's on another level, man. You know they what? They give else? you, they give you so much crispy lettuce, it's like, It's amazing. I I, I think they I don't understand how they do it. And the hot burger is very good. I endorse that. I endorse that. You don't have to get the Santa Barbara char either.
1: Is there a is there a a bang bang style name for um what I'm doing right
0: now, which is ordering one of these while we're recording this podcast? (laughs) But you got. I gotta say, you gotta get it there, right? That's an, another burger that you can't get delivered. You gotta eat it there. Yeah, eat so, it, the, okay. so he, here's here's what I do. Here's my loop. Lettuce wrap. Occasionally, I might get a slice at the pizza shop, but I've been trying to avoid that as of late. So I order my nori. I mean, I order my um, spicy tuna roll. Then I will pick up, or sometimes again, order it in person. And they have a nice kiosk, or you can uh, use an app. Get my Santa Barbara. Then I will walk across the street, go to my pharmacy, pick up my prescription, pop a couple of Lipitor. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come back, pick up some of the the spicy tuna roll <laughs> for my family. Yeah. I might have an Onigiri, right? Yeah. As the delivery fee. Yep, yep, yep. Right. Yep. The tip, and because. Because, here's the deal. This is why it's a smart move. Because the spicy tuna roll is warm, I'm not pressed to get it home. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can now sit in my car and have some quality DC time Mm -hmm. and eat my Santa Barbara char wrapped in lettuce, iceberg lettuce. And it's it's just it's the highlight. Oftentimes, the highlight of my year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I picked up. And I've done everything. I I picked up everything. I picked up food from my family. I picked up my drugs. And now I'm I'm having a meditative, contemplative experience in my car.
1: Just taking care. Taking care of number one. I got you. And there's no name for that. There's no bang bang, bing bong, boom boom. That's just
0: that's surviving, man. Yeah. I don't need no bang bang bullshit. <laughs> Tell me how to eat and live my life. <laughs> that's a, that,
1: like calling that a bang bang is like, do we Okay, there's a triple double in basketball. Is there a name for when you just score 2 points and one rebound and no assists? <laughs> like, you know, there's not there's not a fucking name for just the bare minimum of achievement. Like, that's just
0: playing the game. Listen, when, when you're when you're when you're a professional eater, you're you, you're, you're playing at a d- another level, man. Right? I don't need no, some stupid kid's name <laughs> to tell me how I play.
2: Chris, I think two points and one rebound is just a putback. All right, it's so an overrated, underrated one is Jollibee. Back. Last one, Jollibee, overrated, underrated.
0: For the record, I've never been to a Jollibee.
2: <gasps>
0: wow. You know why? I refuse to eat ketchup spaghetti. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I figured. I've heard that chip fried chicken's fine. Great. But I'm not. I don't give a shit. I listen, I'm sure it's fine. And I know it's the national fast food chain of the Philippines. And the, the only reason I'm doing this is not because I dislike it. I'm sure I'd love it a lot. But on principle, on principle, I will never go to any kind of fast food session that sells pasta.
1: Hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Interesting.
2: What's what's the rationale
1: I don't don't know. I'm trying to think if there's a... That's a very
0: strong statement, and I'm trying to poke a hole, and I don't know if I can poke the hole. No. Why? 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 What am I going to get there that is so revelatory? I... uh,
1: No pasta or noodles. You would eat a Panda Express noodle. That's not... I said pasta. Oh, excuse dude. me, pasta. East. I'm sorry, a western western noodle. <laughs> <laughs> western noodle. <laughs> I said pasta, dude. Yes, excuse me, excuse me. Italian noodles. Uh, fine. I mean, I. You just won't even. You won't even patronize an establishment that serves it, even if you don't order it. A
0: fast food place? No.
1: I like zippies in Hawaii. No. I like chili this spaghetti. Oh,
0: yeah. What am I going to do? No. I like no,
1: it. I like shitty spaghetti. Uh,
0: no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm out. It makes me. No, <laughs> I don't care.
1: Holy shit.
0: He just objects
1: to the pasta not being al dente.
0: <laughs> he
1: needs you got about to be uh, overrated, underrated. though. I want to say it's I want to I want to pretend I want to front here, but I've been at Jollibee like one time and um I, there's one at the near the 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 target by our house and i i don't go i don't know what keeps me away it's not the spaghetti but i don't know it's like yeah, i don't have enough
0: i think chicken. i've had the fried chicken there and i i, I believe it was delicious yeah the fried chicken and good. i do know the fried chicken's good there i think it's got one and of the world's great most names for, for a,
1: a, a chain i love that name i love the little what's their is their logo a little b
0: it looks yeah, like bob's a little big little boy bee. Yeah, like the little oh, bee, yeah. l- l- the little Bob's but, Big B is cute. But I'm never, I'm not, I'm just not going to go. If if I had a container of spaghetti, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll it say, it so mad just thinking about it. the pictures of the spaghetti. <laughs>
1: don't do it any favors. I will say that it does not look good at all in
0: the pictures. It's a hard hard pass. No. So Jollibee, here's the deal. Once you get rid of your pasta, your pasta, I will I will visit your establishment many times. <laughs> oh shit. That's like a lot of people's favorite dish there.
2: Um, all, all right. right Move on. Fuck Merqui. Why? Why? It's no, in the Philippines it's so popular. Like Jollibee spaghetti is like a birthday dish for a lot of kids. Like that's that's like their thing. So it just it's it's very sweet. I will say that. And they use like banana ketchup, I believe. So, Ugh. come on,
0: dude. I'm looking at this photo right now. <sighs> no,
1: <laughs>
0: never. The photo looks really bad. Oh man, it's like there's, like there's a photo. There's a photo I'm looking at right now of a Jollibee bucket of fried chicken next to a peach mango pie that looks like a, a beautiful decadent, delicious McDonald's inspired fried pie. And those two amazing things are next to a hot pile of garbage. I don't, yeah, the pictures
1: on the Jollibee website of the spaghetti looks like it's like an alabaster white pile of noodles with like every
0: time, every time you see this awesome looking fried chicken, they ruin it with a side of spaghetti. (laughs)
1: It just looks like the plastic food in the window of a Japanese restaurant. It does
0: not look good. Look, look! I'm looking at it right now. Look at this. It looks like it's such an awesome cup of gravy. You know (laughs) what I mean? Peach mango pie, delicious, and this chicken drumette, delicious, and then, uh, like a French French fry cup of spaghetti. No, absolutely not. Hey, well, well, just really quick.
1: I've never. Heard this, Dave. What is your opinion, last bonus moif, of the sort of plastic or whatever acrylic molded foods you see in front of Japanese restaurants? I used to collect them. Uh, really? Like what did you have <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: when I lived there? That was one of the cheap things I could buy, and I was always I would go to kapabashi and just buy as many of them as I could. I think they're I cool. They were so so realistic. And I would give them out as gifts. And then yeah. again, I think I had a whole box of them. And I think they got destroyed in S- Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. But they're pretty cool. They're, I think, more than cool. It would, if I, it would be cool. Has anybody offered to make like
1: Momofuku versions?
0: That'd be a No. Gift. But one time I wanted to serve like an onsen. They have like a really good onsen tamago. I had it as a magnet fridge and wanted to put that in a bowl of soup. <laughs> Just to trick It'd somebody. So yeah.
1: <laughs> I like
0: that too. Anyway, all right, folks. Great episode. Thanks for listening. Check out all of our new content. Uh, if you're polyamorous, or if you are, you know, in a monogamous we relationship, We we cater to all flavors. Listen, it's okay. It's okay. We love you regardless. <laughs> Especially Chris.
1: <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm polystreamerous as hell.